Good morning, role players. It is a lovely Monday morning on the 20th. You didn't want to do this. Now you want to do this? Oh, goodness gracious. Listen to this little man. It is a wonderful morning. I hope everyone is doing okay. Today I'm joined by Willow from the RPG Goblin. Willow runs a podcast much no like this goblin. one. No goblin. She, she can be a goblin. No! Anyways. Every week they bring on a new guest and explore the games they love or created. I read that right from their page. <laughs> Willow, if you're listening to this, thank you again for coming on to the podcast. It was wonderful to listen to It was wonderful to get to talk to you. And everyone, I hope that you enjoy this conversation that we have. Sit back, relax, grab yourself a cup of coffee, or just, you know, continue doing hard at work. Or continue doing not so hard at work. You know, whatever you like to do. And enjoy the sweet, sweet sounds of ranting and <laughs> and raving that <laughs> Willow and I do. You run a podcast like I run a podcast, which is so cool because I love talking with other people who run podcasts, especially in the role-playing community, because yeah. it's there's so many struggles uh, that people don't talk about when it comes to role-playing, mm -hmm. and there are so many struggles that people don't talk about when it comes to podcasting, and I can talk to you about it and finally get everything off of my chest about what sucks about it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't start off with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's great. No, no, no. But but like that's that's so true though. Like like I didn't expect running a podcast to take as much work as it does. It and takes so much work. It, it takes a lot of work, especially if you're like trying to promote it as well and like, you know, mm. manage socials and things like that. Like running the podcast, like takes a lot of work but like it's pretty manageable and then when you add like all the other stuff on top of it it's like oh this is the job <laughs> yeah it, it really is and like you have to like really be on top of it um because last week i'm so mad at myself i've always created backups of my mm -hmm. projects just to be on the safe side i've done it for oh, yeah. every single project i've done mm -hmm. so far every single episode i have a backup for it but mm -hmm. last week i was like you know I don't really think I need to do a backup. I don't know why I didn't. I was just like, ah, I don't need to. I'm just going to go get some food with my son. Mm -hmm. I guess I was really hungry. And <laughs> oh, poor Mr. Ray's episode. Oh. Mr. Ray is from uh, $2 Creature Feature, and he's the keeper for that podcast, that actual play uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And I had him on. And when I went to go make doubly sure everything was good to go for the next day, I found out that my project file had got corrupted. And no. nothing, nothing got uploaded like it was supposed uh, to. And I was so, yeah, I was so mad because, oh, I wasn't mad. I was just tired because I just got off of a 12 hour <laughs> shift that yep. day. I came home. I dealt with my son. Like I, I handled my son and fed him and got him to bed. And around 830 was I finally able to start re-editing po the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get done because people think that you can just like clip out certain things and be done no <laughs> no it's a process to... it takes it hours whole... <laughs> it takes so long to do this like for me i spend about two <laughs> to three hours editing a podcast yeah i, I would uh, say i'm similar too <laughs> yeah so it wasn't about i think it was about um 
it was about 11 o'clock when I finally got done and was mm-hmm. uploading it again because you also have to do the intro. You also have to mm-hmm. do the mid-roll. You yep. also have to do the outro. Yep. And I forgot to <laughs> add in two of those things after I had recorded them again. Oh, no. <laughs> and so uh, the last episode that came out, uh, this is going to date me a little bit, but the last episode that just came out, you can hear my mouth breathing. You can mm. hear all these nasty things. And I'm just, I'm so mad at myself. No. It's already... It's already out there and it's already getting listens, and I'm just like, oh no, do I take it down or do I leave it up? No, I, I like, I, I get that so much, and I think the big thing is like sometimes you just have to like take the L because mm-hmm. if you obsessed over making like perfect content, like almost nothing would ever come out, and I so know. in in those situations, it's just like sometimes you just have to to go with it and be like hey guys sorry like you know there was a few issues and i ended up not editing out some stuff because oh god i've i've had that with some guest audio sometimes where it had some issues during the recording or i didn't notice it until i got to editing it and there were like 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 crackling or like weird sounds sometimes and i couldn't edit it all out it's like hey guys sorry um (laughs) because i had no idea that was even an issue yeah, I, uh, it's so, it's, it's even worse because if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to make a podcast, feel free to make a podcast, please. It's, it's a very fun experience. Oh, if you great. love, if you love talking with other people, like I love talking with people and I listen to your podcast and I know from listening to you that you also like talking to people. Oh, I do. Probably there a little is, too much. <laughs> there is, a, I, I feel you. I feel you so much. But there is a whole ass setup between, uh, starting the pocket like from wanting to do like from from the pro from the point you say i i'm thinking about making a podcast to actually doing the podcast there's so much you're just not aware of that Mm -hmm. you're not going to be aware of until it becomes a problem yep 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 you learn you learn as you go because actually the whole thing um was saying like you were doing like the backups and stuff Mm -hmm. i actually had a incident happen in the summer i was I I was taking basically the month off and I was trying to get a bunch of recordings and a lot of editing done just to make sure I had episodes to cover that entire time that I was going to be gone. And so I did like all these recordings. And during that time when I was doing some editing, I had a uh, I had a huge issue happen with my laptop that it ended up deleting two of the recordings from the month, like straight up, like there was no remnants of it. I couldn't find them at all. They were gone. And I felt like my life was ending at that moment because it's like I was I like had this whole plan. I was set up for the entire month. I had these two recordings and they disappeared. But the great thing, usually with this, usually with people in general, but um, especially the guests that I had on, they were super understanding and we're like oh yeah no we'll come on again and re-record episodes it's like thank you so much (laughs) and that was like the whole like that that experience was what made me start to make sure to back up every single thing that I do because I do not want to get stuck again having like several missing recordings just because I forgot to back up my files it's it's life ending. Well, it's not it actually life ending, but like it feels that way. <laughs> it feels like it. it really does. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to reach out and like do redo an episode of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, there have been times where I've talked to someone like I talked to uh, a person I, ref- I I finally refer to as my husband. His name is Gary. <laughs> He's one of my best friends in the whole world. And... um. So he and I did this episode and as we, as I'm listening to the podcast and I'm getting it through, I, re- I realize half of the footage is just, half of the stuff is just gone. 
Mm-hmm. It's oh. just uh, half of the audio is just gone. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it went. I don't know how I only get half the audio, but I only have half of the audio. So, no. so if you're also a person interested in doing podcasts, whether it be for role playing or otherwise, um, you're gonna have to deal with that shit too. Yep. Get ready. <laughs> It'll be don't, fun. <laughs> don't let it get you down. The moment it starts getting you down, the moment you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's just, no, just, just, oh, well, try to do it again the best you can. It's all learning opportunities. That's, that's yeah. really what it is, is it's a learning opportunity. Just get past it. Like it sucks, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's ways to get around it and it'll suck really, really heavily in the moment. But, but usually people are super understanding and you know, it's, they they also understand you starting out too, especially if you're a new podcast. Like I'm still within my first year, and I still make plenty of mistakes. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah, I um I just hit episode 24 on my podcast, Ooh. and I was gone for a year. Like I had mm-hmm. to stop and go on hiatus for a little over a year uh, mm-hmm. as I got my life back in order. So I only had for the longest, I only had like 13 episodes out, and then that was it. <laughs> only only now am I hitting episode 25 and I re- and I'm supposed to release on a weekly basis. How often do you release now? Uh still on a I'm still on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. Oh, so it was just because of that break. Yeah, yeah, I mean and that's the thing too like even then people are understanding cuz it is like its own job, you know, having to manage a podcast, producing a podcast, doing everything for a podcast. And I I know there's quite a few shows that will you know, do their season and then take a few months off or, oh, yeah. or like take time off. Cause there's a lot of effort. And sometimes you just need that time to yeah, get your life together or just give yourself like a mental break because it's a lot. And you know, what's wild. Not only is like making a podcast, its own secondary job role playing itself is in itself another job. It is. And it it doesn't matter if it's tabletop. It doesn't matter if it's MMO role-playing. It doesn't matter what kind of role-playing it is. You you have to spend so much time setting up, building Mm -hmm. a story, communicating with other people, Mm -hmm. just just making sure everyone can get to the same area for the same experience. And, man, so my hat's off to you is what I'm trying to say. Oh, thank you. You go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, like right now, like I, I am in a, I, I am in a position where I can role play, and you know, I have like two games that I play pretty much weekly. Sometimes there's there's weeks off or just things happen, but you know, it's it is a lot. <laughs> it is. It can. Oh man, I can. I had to go from like twenty projects to down to five. Because if I have so many different projects, I just, I will never get to role play. And most of my role play uh, comes from MMO role playing mm-hmm. specifically. Oh, that's and that's, that's all, pretty much all the role play I get to have these days. However, I, I did get to join a Dark Heresy game recently. Ooh. Which is pretty fun. My friends have been trying to get me into the Warhammer 40k universe <laughs> for the longest. And I don't know anything about it. However... They're forcing it upon me, and therefore I am learning it. <laughs> well, I but hope I, it's fun. <laughs> I am having fun. I will admit, I am having fun. We've only had our session zero. We've talked about safety tools and our mm-hmm. characters, and we get everything set up. And tomorrow night, hey, hey, I'm super excited. So, <laughs> uh, Dustin, in the future, if you're listening to this, I hope everything went well and your character didn't die. 
we love we love the threat of character death. Well, I I've actually never like I've never experienced much like Warhammer 40k or like any of that. But all all I know is that it does seem to be a little dangerous, especially since some of the people that I've talked to are like saying that it is. Um, it's not dark fantasy. It's a uh, grim dark where it's right. like you know super grim and and you know people die and bad things happen and your characters like kind of suck not necessarily in the sense of your characters suck but also just suck as people due to the setting i don't know that's really all that i've heard about it but i've heard that it's fun <laughs> oh what i have right now is i'm playing this character who's a psyker a psyker is just like the psychic person mm-hmm. um they have psychic powers yada 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 um and whenever they do their psychic mumbo jumbo i have to roll on a on a dice table for a mm-hmm. uh, d100 oh that's fun yeah and if you roll exactly 100, your character just gets sucked into the void. <laughs> and you have to start over. Mind you, my GM is cool. And obviously, he's he. I don't want to go into a game for my character to just die. Because I am a person who loves their characters. I am a person who wants to enjoy a story with a specific character. Oh, of course. Yeah. So... My GM, of course, is going to be like, well, if you roll 100, we'll talk about it. You don't have to mm-hmm. die, thankfully. <laughs> and again, let this be statement for future Dustin. I hope your character didn't die. <laughs> no, I lo- that's actually really cool, though. I love random tables like that, especially like characters that have abilities that correspond with random tables. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Wild Magic Sorcerers, I always thought were one of the coolest sorcerers to play, other than the fact like you never roll on the ma- Wild Magic table. Because you only do it when you roll, I think it's a one when casting magic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a disservice to the subclass. Because I think it's so cool the fact that, like, yeah, you know, your magic goes berserk. Roll on this table. And I've actually seen, like, um, people do interpretations or do their own um, versions of the wild magic sorcerer. Where basically any time that they don't get one of those wild magic surges on a one, that... Uh, the actual number that you have to roll to get a wild magic surge ups by one. So like the next one would be, oh, you get it on, you get it if you roll a one or a two. And then if you pass that, you get it if you roll one, two or three. And I think that's really fun to actually be able to use that ability because why do you have a whole random roll table that only gets used when you roll one, like a one on a die that like never happens. It's crazy. I love like like you said, I I love a good random table, but I'm always worried that the randomness is going to like mess with the other players. Mm-hmm. So I don't touch it as much as I want to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that though just comes down to like have a discussion at the table. Like, hey, you guys all cool with using like let's say if I wanted wild magic sorcerer is my subclass would you be cool if that was a prevalent thing in the game random stuff could happen it could affect you it could affect the story um stuff like that and as long as they're cool with it i think it's a really really fun way to just make a game a little chaotic (laughs) yeah i guess session zero is always you know the most important oh absolutely for for any group and that includes in um in my role playing I, i don't know why so do you know a lot about mmo role playing uh, no, actually, I haven't really played any, like, M- MMOs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, for the people, because uh, people have their characters talk to each other like they're in character and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, we progress through a narrative storyline together. So, the big thing is is that, especially with, like, random role-playing, because you can just get into a, a, a random role-play with anybody else in the hub. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that does not mean that you are out of character communicating with the other player. Mm-hmm. You're just you could just walk up in character and start having a conversation in character with the other character. I mm-hmm. said character three times. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so w- one of the things I think would help the MMO role playing community a lot is having the ability to openly like making it more what is it called normalizing normalizing out of character contact before in character contact even between like random people Mm -hmm. yeah just to like kind of like establish rules and like Mm -hmm. talk it out because it it can be strange to just like you know start a role play with a random person online and like there's not really anything set up into place if you know, it goes weird, I guess. Weird. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the that is the that is the danger of MMO role playing. Let me tell you, because <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of it, especially when you're in the hubs and people are just role playing, you just have to kind of like jump into it. And you don't, mm-hmm. and if you don't know what you're doing at, like, if you're not an experienced role player and you see these people and you think it's interesting and cool, and you just jump into it, you can wind up in like a really precarious spot somehow. Oh and, yeah, and I don't want that for anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's, and that's where it's just, I think, important to, you know, like you said, normalize those, those types of out of character interactions of like, hey, is this cool? You know, talking about even, I mean, I don't know really too much still about the MMO stuff. So I don't know if you're really doing like stories together or if it's just a thing where like your character can interact with other people's characters. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it's something where it's like, hey, you want to have a session zero because you want to set up rules for this role play that you want to do over time and, mm-hmm. you know, build a story together. Or, you know, I feel like if it's like kind of um, like just role play between two characters for like, I guess, a brief moment, those can be kind of hard to establish. Like, hey, let's set this up before we can role play. I still think it would be really like handy and, you know, safer to do it that way. Um, but I'm not sure, I guess, the logistics of it. (laughs) Uh, When it comes to um, MMO role-playing, it's just, there's always this, because it's like, you don't want to message somebody without their permission Mm -hmm. in Discord or something like that, or, or, like, you know how people can be, like, people can get upset if you message them without, like, confronting them in a public space first, right? Mm -hmm. And that can sort of bleed into the roleplay community for MMO as well. Because when it's a tabletop roleplaying, you're obviously sitting there looking them in the face. Yeah. You can say, hey, <laughs> I don't like this subject. Can we please avoid that in mm-hmm. our games? And you guys can have that conversation as an adult. But in MMOs, there's not only for roleplayer, there's sort of like two or three boundaries you kind of have to cross. You have to... Get past the characters. Like, you have to completely ignore the characters. You have to just, like, wind up and message somebody and hope they're chill with you just being like, hey, mm-hmm. and can I would like to roleplay with you. Is there anything you don't like before I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, Really quick, uh, while we're on this subject of randomness, uh, <laughs> tell me if you like this idea or not. Okay. A- a bard, right? A bard. But before they start singing, like whenever they go to do a performance, you have to roll on a on a table, mm-hmm. and whatever that roll is is the genre of music you have to play. Oh hell yeah! For Absolutely. That performance. 
Because I just imagine, I just imagine a bard, uh, like a, like an elven bard, and you roll yeah. the table, and it winds up as country. Yeah, no, that would be so fun. And and it would be like it would be fun to do like yeah, because then you could have like um, like country, like rock, uh, I don't know, blues. Like you could do a bunch of different things that would be like really really fun. That'd be so cool. Oh, what if there was like okay, so th- with this table, with this hypothetical table, like each genre did something else to your performance. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, like maybe you got like different kinds of bonuses. Like oh, yeah. you, you you do a rock concert and maybe you can get everyone. Oh, like, like you could up. yeah, or you could like start um uh. Like, I know that they do, like, uh, those mosh pits and stuff at, like, uh, metal concerts. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if you perform something metal, you could start, like, a actual, like, bar fight or something like that. Oh, and, like, yes. do, like, like, random and goofy little things like that. That would be really fun. Oh, uh, someone get on that. Someone on Kickstarter who's listening to this, get on that, please. <laughs> that would be so cool. I'd be so down to play that class. Yeah, the... the... <laughs> Yeah. I love me. I love Ooh. me a good bard. I'd be playing bards left and right if I wasn't so afraid of the social <laughs> stigma that comes with playing a bard. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, there's always like that, you know, this is what a bard is, you know, seducing the dragon and all of that. But I think like, you know, a bard is whatever you want to play. A bard can be so many different things. And I I feel like it's silly to like reduce it to like a bard only flirts with people and tries to like, you know get together with everyone that they see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think it's so much cooler to have like different bards. And I think that people shouldn't be afraid of playing bards because they're afraid of that, like, I guess, a uh, stereotype of them. When, yeah. you know, I have a bard right now in a um, game that I'm playing in and they are actually a ballerina. And so their performances are through dance and stuff like that. And it's really, really fun. And they're more just kind of like, proud of their art which is this dancing and they don't really have any of those like generic or i guess i shouldn't say generic but common bard traits of like you know i'm gonna roll to seduce the dragon type Mm -hmm. stuff and i think it's great i think that's wonderful i never even considered the idea of a bard being a ballerina but as long as your as long as your character is performing the arts i would say i mean that's pretty much bard like as you can get Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing around the Vards. And I think it's really cool to see what other interpretations people can come up with of the Bard. Um, I know people have mentioned like doing poetry, like having poetry Bards or um, artist Bards where they actually like paint and stuff like that because it's it's still their perfor- like they can go and decide to set up and paint people in the street like that's still kind of a performance in itself and showing off this art mm-hmm. and i see bards as being like you know they're just super talented in these arts and it can be so many different things that they could be talented in and it's amazing i so in not not to kind of like go back to the whole mmo role playing aspect but Still on the topic of bards, one of this really cool idea that I have seen explored before are... So people will set up fairs and stuff like that. Like, people Mm -hmm. will set up circuses or what have you. Basically, a place where role players can all gather up in a hub and um, play. Excuse me. Yeah, no, that sounds really fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I remember this one person who would... Basically, you would go up to this character and this player while you guys are having like an in-character interaction 
would be on their tablet doodling your character. Oh, yeah. And, and then they would be reflecting that with the narration through the paragraph that you would be reading. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as you guys were done, they would hand you the uh, slip of paper with your character on it. And then they would message you out of character and be like, hey, I actually drew your character for you. While we were doing this, can I send it to you? Do you have a place where I could, where you would feel comfortable with me sending you this little doodle that I just did of your character? That's so cool. I know, right? Oh, God, he can be so creative in, in role-playing. Yeah. No, that's actually, like, really, really cool. And that's actually some of the best, like, the best things of playing in... Okay. One of the best things with having an artist play a TTRPG with you is getting constant mm -hmm. character art. And, like, not even just of their character, but they will do, like, other people's character. I know that my brother, actually, he's in a bunch of my games, and he always doodles as we play. And we'll always get, like, art art dumps at the end of sessions of, like, little moments or just, like, little ideas that he had of the different characters. And it's so freaking cute. But, like, so it... Cool. I, I love it so much, and I love taking that aspect into, like, an actual game. And, like, yeah, no, I actually did this. Like, you know, I'm playing this character and stuff, but I actually did it. And, and like, as a little surprise, too. That's really cool. So another thing, again, on the same topic I've, I've seen before is, um, and I would encourage anybody to do this. Just because someone is doing this doesn't mean you can't do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, I think that's a huge... That, sorry, that right there. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you can't. Like, th that's what this whole thing is. People just share ideas, usually. And, like, because one person plays a ballerina bar doesn't mean you can't. Like, take that and make it your own. Sorry, I just, I, I, I had very strong feelings there. <laughs> no, you're fine, and I completely agree. I Just because, like, again, just because someone has an actual play podcast for Monster of the Week does not mean you cannot also have an actual play podcast for Monster of the Week. Exactly. I know two, I, I personally know two keepers who both run actual play podcasts, different ones uh, for the $2 creature feature and Nameless Monsters, who I talk to uh, not on a daily basis, but still like I I, I know them and I talk to them and mm -hmm. communicate with them. They can, they, they both know each other as well and they got yeah. in contact with each other because they both run a nameless monster podcast or uh, I'm sorry, yeah. not a, nameless, uh, a monster of the week podcast. Yeah. So, I love that so much. Like I know several monster of the week podcasts too. And I know one host of a, or not a host, a keeper of a monster of the week podcast listens to at least two or three other ones and like yeah. have sessions there because I mean, it's not even like it's ideas, but it's also like, if you enjoy that genre and you enjoy that type of game and you enjoy those types of stories, why not consume all those other mediums? And then if you want to make your own, make your own because it's going to be different and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I guarantee you, I will not be mad if another monster of the week podcast comes up, I will be happy to listen to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause monster of the week is great. Like it's a fantastic game. So <laughs> Um, with that said, so one of the things I thought was another bard thing that I thought was really cool is like they were playing a bard in Cyberpunk. Like their character mm -hmm. was supposed to be like bard like. Mm -hmm. And what they would do is that they were interested in getting into music, specifically electronic music. So what yeah. they would do at the end of the session, because their sessions were like two to three weeks apart, they mm -hmm. would come up with like some music that they felt fit the last session really good or some music that would fit a character really good That's and i so thought cool i know I, I like blew my mind because i never had ever considered putting the two and two together yeah 
but you can do so much when you're a role player. There's like for for this other world that you're creating in your head, you have that is so much fuel for creativity mm -hmm. right then and there. Absolutely. And especially if you have the creative means too to do it. Like that mm. makes it even better. And honestly, it makes me miss playing in person games because something that I've been really wanting to do is make like physical like props. Mm -hmm. for like the games that i run because i love the idea of like being able to you know in the game be like hey you are given this note and actually hand them a note like mm -hmm. actually like creating physical like things or not even physical but creating things that are actually inspired by and like come from games is like the coolest idea to me like i just find it insanely fascinating and i just want more of it <laughs> one of my personal favorite characters I've ever done is I had a character who was a gambler, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't good for much. All right. But he, he was <laughs> great at gambling. Let me tell you what. And he would walk up, like I would carry, speaking of props, I would carry like, of course you have your dice, but I would mm -hmm. also have like a deck of cards or just yes. some other stuff. And I'd be like, Hey, I'll do a, I'll, I'll make a bet with you. And then like, I'd reveal three cards and I'd be like, if the next card is higher or lower, then um if it's if, if this card is like in the middle between these cards i win and if it's mm -hmm. not you win yeah and i would my character would use this as like a distraction so the other players could do what they need to do love that so much and yes. and it would like it would come into like all these different cool things and then the gm would respond in kind when he mm -hmm. when they when they let me do this and so like i'd fail it and they'd be like all right give me the gold and i'd be like I don't have it. And then I'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys don't mind me interrupting right quick with this week's mid-roll. For this week's mid-roll, I figured I'd go ahead and just roll the RPG goblins. And if you're a podcaster, if you're someone who likes role-playing and you're someone who likes talking about these sort of things, then please reach out to me and give me uh, a small tidbit of your podcast, a, a teaser if you will. I think that's what they're called. Yes, teasers. And I'll be happy to add it to the mid-roll. Again, I really appreciate you guys listening, and I'm sure Willow could agree too. Welcome to the RPG Goblin, a podcast that makes exploring TTRPGs fun and easy for you. My goal is to be the best resource for exploring and learning new TTRPGs, no matter if you're a veteran player, have only played D&D, or you're just getting into the hobby. My name is Willow and I am the host of the RPG Goblin and I am obsessed with TTRPGs to the point that I would talk about them so much that I drove my mom crazy and she told me to start a podcast so I did. On the RPG Goblin I sit down with guests and we delve deep into TTRPGs like Pathfinder, Monster of the Week, and Wander Home and we do the hard work of finding the games and breaking them down for you so that all you have to do is listen to an episode and find your new favorite game. Along with exploring games we also discuss different TTRPG topics that help you improve your own games at home. So if you want to find your new favorite game or you just want to switch up from playing D&D then listen to the RPG Goblin wherever you find your podcasts. so good i love I that so much and, and again just having that real world element of actually having the cards and doing it just like brings you like it it it, it like immerses you so much more into the game mm -hmm. because it's like you know it's actually there you know we are playing this game and i think that's so cool and that's such a good like 
just character idea in general as well. Like having like a gambler and just to like <laughs> distract and then run away because you don't got the money. <laughs> yeah, he's just he was really bad at fighting. He was but he was very charismatic. Like that was <laughs> that was his whole shtick. He was incredibly charismatic. I wanted to build that southern gambler. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 kinda. Yeah. And I so I, I went into this with this it was it was so much fun. What I'm trying to say is again, so much stuff you can do for role playing. Props, <laughs> art, music, it doesn't matter. You you can have so much fun. Whether you're doing tabletops or MMO or cosplay mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's just there's so much fun to be had in the roleplay community. Oh, for sure. Actually, now that you mentioned it, uh cosplay, uh when I was in a in person game, uh like I don't know, five years ago ish. That's crazy that it's been that long. Um, there was actually a masquerade or not a masquerade. There was a ball that we were going to like this big ball formal event. All our characters were going to. And because I was actually super into sewing and cosplay and stuff like that at the time, I decided to design my character an outfit and then actually make that outfit in real life. And when we had the session where we went to this um, ball event, I actually wore that outfit to the session and to like show it off to everyone. It's like, oh yeah, this is actually what my character is wearing. And like that was a really, really fun time of actually like, you know, creating something from a game because I'm not like, I'm not super big at like drawing or stuff like that. So that felt like a, like that was a really fun, like personal connection for me of like, I really enjoyed doing this craft and I was able to actually make this memento to my character. And it was so freaking cool. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I love that idea. I love it that was, idea so much. It was great. I actually, I, I think I still have the outfit, but it's like somewhere in storage because it's just been moving in shenanigans and whatever. <laughs> we don't think about that. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I don't think about moving either. <laughs> um, but I am curious, how did you, how did you get into role playing in the first place? Yeah. So this is actually a um, interesting question because for me, I was pretty much like not into role playing at all. Um, before I got into D and D, which was my first role playing experience, like that's how I got into it was through D and D. I went to a public game because uh, my brother was going, and so okay, I'm gonna try this out, see if it's fun. I got really addicted to it. I thought it was great. It was really fun, and then it's all been downhill since then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't been downhill. But um, like to actually get into role play, it was through D and D. But before that, I wasn't really into it at all. It was not anything I actually, I did. I know my brother did a bunch of it, like online forum type stuff. Uh, but that was actually one of my biggest struggles, though, when I actually did get into D&D was the role play aspect. Because I was like pretty much unfamiliar with this world. I didn't really know what it meant to role play a character. And so when I got into D&D, um, you know, I got like the game down, but the actual role playing of characters it took me a, a few years actually to get like comfortable doing that uh but it was uh introduced through D, &D for me what version 4.0 3.5 uh, uh uh fifth edition so this was Hell only, yeah yeah this was around seven years ago i want to say i i think i started when i was around 13 14 mm-hmm so, yeah, I believe that's right. Fifth edition was where I started. And then from 
there I've actually played no other editions of D&D, but I've played uh, quite a few other games since then. Uh, since I love D&D, but there's also a lot of other games that I love and I'm a bit more obsessed with. So I, I've been playing more of those recently. I don't blame you. I, there's a lot of games that I feel, in my opinion, in my opinion specifically, that are just, I would rather much... I would much rather be playing something else other than D&D. I like yeah. D&D. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love D&D. But I have so many games I want to play. <laughs> exactly. Like, I have a full shelf behind me. Like, at least 30 different games on my shelf. Like, I'm not... right now. <laughs> and I'm not even going to talk about the Google Drive. Like, there's, there's, we don't talk about that because oh, there's, there's God, too yeah, many in there. Um... <laughs> I too see. Like, I, I see. I love like one page tabletops. Mm -hmm. So I always like when because they're they're often just given to free. I still try to donate money to them, mm -hmm. and I've spent so much money, and I have just this folder. It's called my one shot folder, and it. it's just filled to the brim with one shots. I have never fucking played. Never, never touched them, and I'm I'm so. <laughs> God, I feel that. Yeah, I, I, like, I have probably, including my Google Drive, probably over 200 games, if I include the Google Drive. I This is just a guess. Like, I feel like it should be around that much. And I've only played, like, oh, man, Monster of the Week, Kids on Brooms, Glitter Hearts, Honey Heist, definitely Wizards. Um... Basically five other games. I've only played five other non D&D TTRPGs when I have like around 200 that I own. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kickstarter doesn't fucking help. Kickstarter oh, does no, not no, help. No, no, us. no, It does not. Kickstarter and a uh, freaking backer kit or whatever. Uh -huh. No, it's, it's, it does not help. There are so many games that I'm still waiting to arrive for me. I have this one that I've been obsessed with for forever. It's um, It actually, I think, is in printing right now, which I'm really excited for, which means that it's probably soon that I'll actually get it, uh, called Land of Eam, where it's uh, Lord of the Rings meets the Muppets. And oh my it is, god, what? It is the most insane game in like the called? best. Uh, Land of Eam, E-E-M. It is, it is beautiful. I like, it's one of my favorite, um, it's one of my favorite just like PDFs to open up on my phone and just look at like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to look at all these random encounters and like, you can play like skeletons and like these little goo guys and like these bird people and like almost like kind of these Muppet type style people as well. And there's like whales and frogs, and, like all this stuff that you can play. And like, it's basically a whole thing on going on quests but it's like really goofy and fun and lighthearted and like literally my biggest obsession. <laughs> this is why I had to get Kickstarter off of my phone. This is why yeah. I had to remove Kickstarter <laughs> from my phone because of this game right here. Yeah, it's 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 so good. It's so good. I couldn't recommend it enough. I haven't played it, which is a crime. Because I've been talking about it for like a year now, because it's been about a year since the um, backer kit came out for it originally. Uh -huh. and, like I have been on the edge of my seat. Like, when's it gonna? Like, when's it gonna actually arrive? When am I gonna get the physical book so I can actually like hold it in my hand and be like, "This is the game that I am gonna play forever." Because that's how I feel towards it. Like, 
it's like this feels like the perfect match for me like it is the perfect amount of goofy and ridiculous and the mechanics and like the way the game functions just like really resonates with me and oh my god i can't wait for it like i, I just got really excited about it now <laughs> i get you because i am i've been a big fan of avatar for mm -hmm. ever since i was a kid oh yeah 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 and i have i kickstarted i backed and kickstarted uh or i i backed the highest tier uh kickstarter i could for mm -hmm. the avatar game and mm -hmm. I have everything, and it's beautiful, and it's sitting up on my shelf, and I will never get to play it, and I'm no! very sad about that. Because we need, we need to get you to play it. Like we, we, we need this. Yes, I Ugh. want to play it so bad because I love everything about the Avatar world. I think mm -hmm. it's so much fun. I think it's so cool. I often go back and watch Avatar, uh, yeah. the Last Airbender, and I've been trying to get my son to watch it, but he's not quite at that age where <laughs> he enjoys that stuff yet. But mm -hmm. he sort of is. So I'm I've been desperate to, like, to fill my life. With that board game. And really, I'm pretty sure I'm honestly just making this community. Not because I really, really want to help. But because I just want to play Avatar. And maybe yeah. I'll get enough people <laughs> to play Avatar someday. Exactly. It's just meeting more people so that they can play the game with you. It, that's that's the whole idea around this. Like <laughs> That's that's what I actually want. Deep down, like, yes, my goal is to help people. But really, maybe <laughs> but I really... can get three other people <laughs> to play this game with me. I mean, I would be down to play. I don't have the Avatar RPG myself because uh, I ended up, I, I, I didn't end up backing it. But I've heard really fun things about it. I have the like a uh, free RPG day, like quick start of it, and it looks really good. So like, I would be down. <laughs> I love the. Anyways, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep on that topic, and I'm gonna keep crying until it happens. Anyways, so <laughs> what? I, I know that in your promo, you talk about how your mom was like, if you love tabletop so much, why don't you just make a podcast? And yeah. then you did. Is that really how you got into making podcasts about tabletops? Yes, it is. Um, so ah. it all... <laughs> it... <laughs> it is real. Yeah, it is. So, all right, here's the story behind it. I... Um, so I currently live in Florida, but I'm originally from Ohio. And so during the summer, uh, not this week, uh, but last year, uh, we were going up to see family and um, be able to do all that stuff. And when we were coming back down, um, I was just, it, it was, that was actually around the time that like Land of Eam came out and like there was a bunch of other Kickstarters I was really obsessed with. And so... Uh, pretty much all that I would talk about were these games. I would just talk about TTRPGs pretty much 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we were in the car, we were all, you know, driving back down to Florida. And we were all in the car together. And, like, I just would not shut up about these games. And finally, my mom's like, okay, I love you. You know, I think this is great. I'm glad that you you love these games. Uh, but I need you to start a podcast because I, I can't do this. <laughs> She's like, I, I, I can't. And I'm like, honestly, fair enough. But like that actually got me thinking like, oh, wait, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, maybe I should start a podcast. And so that that is why I started the RPG Goblin is because my mom pretty much said I'm done with you talking about the RPGs. I'm so glad that basically both of our 
podcast origin stories are us annoying people to the point that they just don't <laughs> want to listen to us anymore. So we have to branch out and speak to other people. Got to speak to people who want to talk to you about, about it. I know. <laughs> people can listen if they want to listen just exactly like i just want to talk about these games like it's awesome if i can help people in the process and i mean i mean that's part of the thing though is like when i did you know once to start the podcast yes i wanted to talk to people but i did have such a genuine love for these games and i had a like i i i have played in plenty of D&D games and around the time that I started the podcast was close to when I started to play like Monster of the Week and some other stuff or I didn't quite play it yet but I, I was getting close to that but I was finding out how much I love these other games compared to D&D how much easier it was for me to get into these other games than D&D and like how they connected more than D&D did because like I'm not a super I'm, I'm not a super big fan of like high fantasy and and stuff like that and so you know with my own experience of like the relief that I had of actually like learning these other games that I could play that connected with me more, I did want to start a podcast that helped people with that same thing. I wanted to help people find games that were actually going to fit them instead of just like settling for the one big game everyone knows because they don't know what else is out there. And so like, yeah, I mean, it was to talk to people, but also I did really like, I shouldn't say I did because I still do. I want to help people find the game that's like right for them. So yeah, and that's that's so crazy. But like that's an, again the same reason why I started the podcast is I want to talk to people because I want to help the role playing community. And mm -hmm. I feel like talking with people in the community itself is the best way to begin that process. So exactly here, here I am. And yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I did hear you play one game. I listened to you play the Cottage and Service. Is it Service and oh. Cottages? Cottages and, uh, cottages and Services, yeah. Yeah, and Service. <laughs> and y'all guys sounded like uh, over on the Roleplay Rejects. And you, you sounded like you had so much fun with the game. Oh my god, that was really fun. Oh, yeah, it sounded fun. That I, I forgot to add those onto my list. I, I sometimes only think about the games that I've played of the games that I've run and I forget mm -hmm. that like I've played as a player in some other games. But mm -hmm. oh my god, that game was so much fun. I actually the cool thing about that is the fact that um the the creator of cottages and services, Chris, actually contacted Roleplay Rejects because of my Discord server. They met through that because um Damien from Roleplay Rejects did like a whole introduction of like what their show is, you know, how they'd like try all these different games and stuff. And Chris reached out and was like, Hey, would you be willing to do like a mini series if I basically provided the game for you? And uh, I was invited and it was like the best thing ever. It was so much fun. I love that game. And I also backed it on Kickstarter and I'm excited for it to come out. Like See, come to me. <laughs> we only grow when we come together. There's there's exactly. no downside of this. I that's so cool. That's so cool. I'm gonna bug later on, like literally later tonight. I'm gonna go talk. Uh, Damon and I are gonna play a game called Zomboid, and Ooh, I'm gonna bug him yeah. about it. <laughs> I know your secrets. I know how this happened. Me 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 me. Well, now I guess everyone does if they're listening to this. Exactly. No, but like that was actually something that like I was really excited about. I mean, just like. You know, the connection of people within a mm -hmm. community I'm creating made me, like, really proud. 
and like excited like oh my god this is actually like a real thing but also to then be invited on to roleplay rejects to play it with them was super awesome and like just the relationship building that's been happening like mm-hmm. i it means so much like i think it's it's one of my favorite things of getting into this community is getting to meet all these people and forming these relationships and just like <sighs> I don't know. I just think it's amazing. I love it so much. It, it feels great, doesn't it? Like it does. now, now you have friends that yeah. you, have, <laughs> you guys can chat about and talk about. Matter of fact, um, Chris, uh, I know them by their Discord name, but uh, Chris is actually going to be coming on this podcast later on. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and we're going to be talking about because uh, I backed their stuff, mm-hmm. and I have to make some stuff for the game, so. I uh, because that was the tier that I backed it at, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna do like half of it about Chris and how they uh, came into the role playing community and how they came into the role play hobby in general, and then the mm-hmm. other half of it is gonna be about you know making the items to help get more. Hopefully, hopefully this will get more people interested in the game, which you should be if you're listening to this. Oh yes, you should. And then and then <laughs> go buy it, which you should if you're listening to this. <laughs> It's so good. Like, seriously, I have played, you know, I I haven't played, you know, a million TTRPGs yet. So, like, but I've I've read a bunch and I've I've experienced a bunch through listening to actual play shows and, and watching people play these games. And like this game was seriously so much fun. Like to like I, I expected to love it. Like even when I heard about it, you know, I had Chris on my show at first, like hearing about the game, like I thought it was so cool and it was really cute. And like, I knew that I would like it, but I loved it so much more than I even thought I would when I actually played it. It's so simple. It's so fun. And like, actually like going on these little like hunts were really fun. And the combat was like fast and quick, which was a great change of pace from like D and D like, I, I am thoroughly obsessed with the game. It's it's really, really good. So, yeah, please, please go get it. <laughs> I believe they're opening on, up uh, pre-orders soon. And if you're Excuse on me. the fence about this and you want to listen to somebody play it first, go over to Roleplay Rechecks. Listen yeah. to the episodes. Uh, Cottage and Cerberus, they have six episodes. Willow is on it. <laughs> it's really great. You can go, learn about the very trading fairies. <laughs> Absolutely. Links provided down below. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I did also do an episode on cottages and services. So if you're even interested in like the like the creation of the game and some of the ideas and the inspiration behind it, we cover a lot of that in my episode that we did on the RPG Goblin. But no, I, I think if you if you are interested in the game and you're on the fence, yeah, listen to the roleplay reject actual play because it is so good. Like seriously. And this isn't just me being biased because even the group was amazing. Like it's <laughs> like the the rejects were awesome. They're they're they great are awesome. They are awesome. They are so cool. I'm I'm thrilled they even took a chance on me because I don't know if I ever. Well, obviously, because we haven't spoken much before today, but <laughs> I I have been. It has been very clear that I am very bad about reaching out to people, <laughs> and I'm very awkward about it, and mm-hmm. Damien uh, was one of those people I awkwardly reached out to when I started doing all this to begin with, Yeah, and, and our, I'm so happy that I'm friends with them now. Like, I'm so happy. Yeah, Damien's great. Like, he was who I originally um, uh, reached out to and spoke to first, because uh, he actually came onto the show to talk about stealing from TTRPGs. 
again great episode um it and, was a great episode like he he's just he's 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 awesome and i i hope to work with them more in the future too because they're they are just a fantastic group and they have a great show too especially because like i'm a huge advocate for of course like playing different games other than D and they're like kind of a sister show where they like you know test out all these awesome games so it's yeah. like yeah go watch them get played <laughs> And that is a uh, then, and everybody, that's a whole hour of the uh, Damien fan show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> join join me next Thursday when we talk more more about Damien. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're coming up on that hour mark real real fast. Man, oh, crazy. Normally, normally, this is this has been really delightful. So. Yeah, it has I have I have like a dozen questions I I put to the side just to mm-hmm. kind of get the ball rolling, and I've only had to use like one of those questions, so this <laughs> has been just a delight. Yes, it has. Like seriously, thank you for like bringing me on. This is awesome. Really quick before you go, so mm-hmm. one of the things I like to ask people is, do you have any advice for people getting into the role, play? people in the role play community, or getting into the role play community? Just in general, for anybody who is interested in role-playing, do you happen to have any advice that you think they should have? Ooh, this is a great question. Um, I, I think for me, some of the advice that I would give, and from my personal experience of how it was like pretty difficult for me to really get into role-play, it was something that didn't come easy to me. And a big part of that is because it, like, I I felt kind of embarrassed sometimes and I think the big my my big piece of advice is if you're struggling with the role-playing aspects of um role-playing games uh specifically TTRPGs this is going to be aimed for TTRPGs is try not to take it too seriously it's okay to be ridiculous like and don't like get into your own head about it because everyone's sitting around this table to have fun, play a game and do ridiculous voices and just have a fun time. And, you know, being worried about how you're going to, you know, perform compared to all the other people who are role playing. That's not something you should be worried about because the main thing of these games is to have fun. And so, you know, I think, I guess, I guess, that that piece of advice you know just have fun with it you know don't don't get too stuck in your own head and also just take opportunities to play and try new things and stuff like that because i think that's the best way to get more comfortable with role playing you know just just by doing it so take that opportunity to play in a new game and role play a character and see what happens and learn from it and over time you'll improve more and more <laughs> Hell yeah, that was great. I I love that. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. No, this was a super fun blast. I I haven't done too many interviews where I'm like on, or I guess, I mean, this is an interview question, like quote unquote, but also like a chat, but I haven't like come on as the kind of guest on too many shows. So this was really, really fun to do. It's weird, right? It's like, I you're, don't know what to do in this position. <laughs> you're not asking the questions. I am. I know. It's 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 strange, but really fun. So I, I don't mind. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much again for inviting me. This was great. And if you're ever, you know, wanting to chat again, or even if you want to maybe talk about a game on my show or anything like that, just let me know. I'm going to talk about Avatar. <laughs>
I've read the book so much. Yes, we love. See, that would be awesome. I like Avatar has been one that I've I've wanted to uh, get into and have on the show. I mean, there's like so many games I want to have on the show, and it all comes down to finding people to talk about them with. Like, actually, I don't know if I would talk about Avatar. You know, I might if I did come onto your show. Mm-hmm. I would probably talk about the rune system. And Ooh. so, do you do you know much about the solo? tabletop role-playing games oh is it is it ruined by a uh, gila uh the uh spencer campbell yeah by yeah, gila yeah, yeah actually i do have an episode on that but i would love to do another one especially if you've played before because I, the episode <laughs> i have it right here i play it it's one of the only things i really get to do in my off time like when it's quiet and mm-hmm. where I live, that's that's like the only chance I get to do it because I have it's just me, and my son, and we're living mm-hmm. with my friends currently. Mm-hmm. And I don't get a lot of time to role play, but when it's super quiet and I have nothing, I'm all caught up on my edits, I'm all mm-hmm. caught up on my everything. It's nice just to be able to take it, sit down, and just drink a cup of coffee in the morning and and yes. just role play it. Like even before work, like just as a way to like wake up and mm-hmm. get my mind going. Anyways. I'm not gonna start that. Are great for that. No, I mean, if you would, if you would be down, I would love to do another episode on that because the episode that I did was with a friend, mm-hmm. and it was still pretty early on in the show, and he he got super inspired by the system, but he actually never played it. So we talked mostly about like we talked about the game, but not really experience with it. And so if you would love to do that, just let me know because that would be awesome. I will talk so much about it because I've been a big fan of Spencer Campbell since uh since. He tried to release one game and it didn't make it, but I've been watching his work closely ever mm-hmm. since then. And I got s- just hooked into Rune when it came out. Yeah, no, I, Rune's I, awesome. <laughs> I, I love Rune so much. Like, so there are people that I want on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Spencer Campbell is definitely one of them. I have yes. not reached out to Spencer Campbell yet. So, Spencer, <laughs> if you hear this, please come on to my podcast. So one of my podcasts and go on Willow's podcast. Yes. And you listener, <laughs> go listen to Willow's podcast. Yeah. The RPG Goblin. Links the down RPG below. Woo. Yeah. I mean, if you just want to like, if you like chats, like, I mean, if you, you like Mr. Island's podcast, uh, if you, it, I mean, seriously though, if you like this podcast and you like just like fun chats, um, and you want to learn about new games, that's just what my podcast is. Really fun chats while we're talking about awesome games and just completely nerding out. It's, it's fantastic. Bum, ba-da-dum. And that's really it this week, guys. I can't tell you enough how much we appreciate that you listen to us. And again, I say us because it's not just me here. There are so many out there. You have the Roleplay Rejects. You have Monster of the Week. You have Nameless Monsters. You have so many podcasters out there who just love telling stories and love talking about this awesome and crazy hobby that we all share. And... On their behalf and my behalf, I just want to say thank you. Is that the right way to say that on my behalf? You know what I mean. Thank you so much. As always, I appreciate the people who donate to the Patreon. And if you too would like to donate to the Patreon, links down below. A dollar goes a long way, believe it or not. Oh, and thank you again, Kate McGee, for being a Master at Arms patron. I really appreciate you. I appreciate anybody who listens. Anyways, it's late. I'm going to bed. Good night. I'll see you next Monday.